EXO Podcast, presented by Marriage Today. I'm your host, Brent Evans, president of Marriage Today. And with me today is Sean Reed and Caitlin Edwards. Welcome, guys. What's going on? Sean is the senior pastor of Crossroads Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the co-founder of Not Just Roommates with his wife, Lynette. Welcome, Sean. What's happening, Brent? Nothing ready for a good podcast today. Caitlin's got some good stuff for us. She's going to be bringing us some topics of discussion, some news articles. They're all locked and queued, right? Oh, yeah, ready to go. All right. So our topic today, our main topic, is on privacy and passwords in marriage. If you're married, you've got a smartphone, you've got a computer, we're going to be talking about how and what not to do with your computer and your smartphones when you have a spouse. We'll be right back to talk about it more. We're talking about cybersecurity today and how safe people's passwords are. What is one of your online passwords currently? It is my dog's name and the year I graduated from high school. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? I have a Chihuahua Papillon. And what's its name? Jameson. Jameson. And where'd you go to school? Um, I went to school back in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. What school? Uh, Hempfield Area Senior High School. Oh, when did you graduate? In 2009. Oh, great. It's like my cat's name and then just like a random number. Okay. Has you had this cat for a while? Yeah, she's my childhood pet. Aw. And what's her name? Her name is Jolie. Jolie. Mm-hmm. So like a password of yours would be Jolie and then a number. Yeah. Like number one? Uh, like my birthday. Oh, when is your birthday? Uh, June 12th. Oh, nice. And what year were you born? Uh, 95. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. So Jolie, 6, 12, Nine. 95. Yeah. Got it. Welcome back to the EXO Podcast. Hey, listen, the EXO Podcast is something that we're, we're doing that's new. Uh, and at Marriage Today, we have a television program that goes all around the world. And we know that it reaches people who are hurting in their marriage. The same thing we're doing here with the EXO Podcast. We know there's people out there who need help in their marriage. And we're here to just talk about that, have some conversations about real things in marriage. I know one of the, the dynamics of my life, I, I work for Marriage Today. I'm in the marriage business. And my wife and I were talking about this last weekend. Whenever I introduce myself and say I'm the president of marriage today or I run a marriage ministry, you should see how nervous people get. Really? Yeah. Yes. It is one of those things where they, if they're married, they all of a sudden just sort of like act like they have like this marriage thing figured out. They start to give me advice. Like, yeah, you really got to have like really good communication in marriage. And I, it's just one of the most important. And I'm sitting there going, they're just real nervous. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you can just see them sort of get... Uh, uh, Sort of out of place. Like and, and it's a, a, a like pop quiz. Yes, like I'm. And so like they think you're psychic, I'm, and I'm going to read their marriage mind. Yes, yeah, so they think I'm I'm a, a counselor. All of a sudden, you know, I run the organization for my dad. Uh, I do a lot. I've been married for 20 years. I know a lot about marriage, but I, what I've realized is most people want to put on this facade like their marriage is really good. It makes them nervous to talk about what's happening, mm-hmm. sort of on the, behind the scenes. Yeah. And so Stephanie, my wife, and I were talking about this whole dynamic with marriage and. I think one of the things I want to talk about with EXO Podcast is we're going to bring bring topics of discussion, conversations that you can play in your car, you can play anywhere. So we're going to help people in their marriage so they can do it when they're in the privacy of their own home. They don't have to feel awkward about it. I want people to enjoy learning about marriage and listening about marriage. We're going to have EXO clips from our EXO conferences a part of this podcast. And we'll be talking about some fun things along the way. It's fantastic. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about privacy and passwords in marriage. This is a really sensitive topic. I know, Sean, you told me you and Lynette posted a YouTube video a while back that, that discussed this exact topic, and it would just it blew up for y'all. Man, we have had an amazing response 
um, both for and against the ideas that we tried to present hmm. when we started talking about cell phones, passwords, and privacy. And um, to our amazement, a lot of people don't want to share their information with their spouse. Um, they want to keep this little device private. Mm-hmm. They don't want their spouse to know what all is going on, I guess, within the privacy of their social media or their emails or what have you. And that causes a lot of conflict and strain uh, on a lot of marriages. Yeah. You know, um, within relationships, a lot of people don't want their spouse to know or have access to their information. And so you'll be in the car and one spouse is, you know, doing whatever they're doing on their phone. Spouse kind of leans over and looks over and they kind of do one of these numbers where they're turning their phone and angling it away to where their spouse can't see it. Well, automatically right there you see a, a, a spot of distrust. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to protect and um, kind of own their own space. Their phone all of a sudden becomes a reflection or their tablet or whatever it is. It's a reflection of their own private space that they want privacy within unity. And that's a challenge. How do you balance being married and at the same time um, have your own separate private world to where your spouse can't look in on. You know? Kind of stirring the pot a little, pot a little bit, aren't you? Uh, stirring the pot around here with some. <laughs> yeah, it gets deep because the within marriage, a uh, husband and wife have to be one. They have to be united uh, in every aspect, financially, sexually, and relationally. And so, if there's an area of my life that I want to remain private mm-hmm. and I want to keep it away from you, then at that point, am I not building a wall up? that will eventually create contention or distrust or some form of strife. Sooner or later, there's going to be a breakdown within the marriage yeah. if there's not unity in that area. So does Lynette know your password on your phone? Yes, she does. What is that password? I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... I love Lynette. So we're going to be talking about privacy and passwords in marriage today. We hope that you'll stay tuned to the podcast. Also, we want to talk about date night. Date nights are important at Marriage Today. We believe in them as a discipline in your marriage. It's one of the things that can help your marriage thrive. And our friends at Datebox have given us an opportunity to tell our EXO podcast listeners about their product. They have a date box that comes every month to you. It's a subscription service. And if you go online to getdatebox.com and use the promo code EXOPODCAST, you actually get your first date for free. They'll send you the first box for free. And this is something that's new every month. You get it in the mail. You open it up. They give you all the instructions that you need to have a wonderful date night. And listen, we get busy. Things get challenging. We have a lot of things on our schedule. This makes it easy to have a date night. So there's no excuses not to spend some time. Guys, this is a huge win. Like Go online to getdatebox.com. Use the promo code EXOPODCAST. I promise you, this is a this is a win. This is a W in your column for today. If you can get uh, the, the the date box from these guys, thank you for our sponsors, Date Box, and go online and check it out now. We'll be back soon at the EXO Podcast. Well, I've got some good news for you, and that is, you have a one hundred percent chance of success in marriage. A one hundred percent chance. with the strongest marriages, they aren't the ones that never had a reason to give up. They're the ones who just refuse to give up. God is still in the business of raising dead things and bringing them back to life. You're not just going to stay married forever. You're going to stay married happily ever after. And that's what we believe when we say that your family has a bright future. 
Join Jimmy and Karen Evans for the XO 2018 Marriage Conference. Visit exomarriage.com. Let's talk about an article that came out recently in the New York Times called How Did Marriage Become a Mark of Privilege? This article talks about how um, marriage today is reserved for a more privileged class, a higher income class, that uh, men and women are delaying marriage until they feel like they're in a more educated place or they have more money. Um, At one point, the article says less educated people are more likely to move in with boyfriends or girlfriends in a matter of months and to get pregnant at a younger age before marriage. So we're seeing this trend of delayed marriage in lower income classes. Do you guys feel like that's true? Yeah, I think it's absolutely true. Um, Not only have I seen it played out, um, but I think more and more as I try to urge couples to get married, I'm actually having to urge them to get married. And I'm wondering why. And so I start talking to them and all of a sudden it's about money. It's about um, have they accomplished certain goals in their life by a certain time. And so they could be living in every aspect Uh, of their lives like a husband and wife but they don't want to yet have the ceremony they don't want to make i guess the big commitment to be married even though they're living as if they are married and uh, i think it's largely an economic fear they feel like they haven't accomplished everything that they wanted to accomplish by a certain date or time and so they're willing to delay marriage but for my wife and i i mean we got married 19 years ago and when we got married we were broke Mm -hmm. and we were struggling financially but we did make it Um, In fact, I believe that as we built our lives together, it actually strengthened us relationally. Mm -hmm. And so I I would love for people to, you know, accomplish some type of financial stability before they get married. But if they're delaying being married, simply put, because they want to have a degree or they're looking for a person with one, um, they may be missing out on one of the the key benefits of finding relationship with the person that they are falling in love with and they want to build their future with Mm -hmm. rather than seeing them already come in already well equipped. Yeah. But what, what's the solution to this problem? Are we just going to continue to see marriage decline over and over, over the years? I mean, what, what do we do about this problem? Well, I, for, I, my opinion is it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. Because when I met my wife, Stephanie, I was a pastor's kid and I was not doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just off the rails. And she really was sort of the instrument that God used to kind of get me back on track. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have Stephanie in my life at that point... I mean, I probably would have made really, really bad decisions. And then I, I hear so many guys say that their wives are, are a part of their success story. Absolutely. And so not getting married almost hinders you. Mm-hmm. So you talk about, hey, I don't have a job. I don't, I'm not ready for marriage. I don't want to get married until I'm ready. Well, if you get married, sometimes that's the catalyst for actually getting you to a better place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, studies have shown that married couples are socioeconomically better off. That's generally because they help each other. Mm-hmm. There's either two house, two incomes in the household, or you know one stays home with the kids while the other one goes to work. Or there's time to go to get an education now because you got another income in the household. Right. So you're you're bettering each other mm-hmm. through marriage. So by not getting married, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. But I understand the dynamic of feeling like I, I don't have everything figured out yet. So why would I go take this huge step mm-hmm. without having it all figured out yet? And then a man's pride comes into it too. He doesn't want to get married without a job or yeah. feeling like he's not able to provide for a wife and kids. So in my perspective, I would encourage people to get married once they're ready because it will improve their life. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of sisters, and I don't blame them, where they're just looking and they're saying, uh-uh, you ain't, you ain't putting a ring on this one. Yeah. Unless you can afford the ring. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. However... I feel like maybe they're running from marriage because they haven't put themselves in a position to find the right caliber person for, you know, what it is that they're looking for within Mm -hmm. a mate. 
And so we'll see what happens in the near future. But hopefully more people will get married sooner than, okay, we've been dating for nine years. Mm -hmm. What else do you need to know about them, you know, to qualify them? And and so to say that we won't go ahead and say I do because we're waiting on the day that we get our degree, it's like what does that say about marriage? You know, what does it mean spiritually? What does it mean biblically rather than it's just another, uh, you know, kind of check in the box of the bucket list. Okay, we've accomplished this. We got the degree. We finally got the job. We make this much. You know, we got 2.5 kids, and now we're ready for marriage. You know? We have an article from the Huffington Post called Stay Off of Social Media or Risk a Divorce, Mm. which is kind of a harsh declaration, but statistics are backing this claim up. So they say in this article that one in seven people said that they would consider divorce because of their spouse's questionable activity on Facebook, Mm. Skype, Twitter, other social media outlets. And almost a quarter of those people that were polled said that they have an argument around social media or about social media at least once a week. And then 17% of those people said they fight about social media every day, mm. which is crazy, but it's something that we're running into all the time. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it is about social media that creates such problems in relationships? Well, I think that we have a lot of things that we can get into on social media <laughs> that are um, that are good for us, and then it's bad. It's like technology is wonderful mm-hmm. until all of a sudden you, you use it to interact with things and engage in things that you shouldn't do. For instance... On social media, you find old flings, mm-hmm. old friends, old relationships that need to be cut loose. Or they find you. Or they find you, right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually had that happen. I know. We've had people, you know, shoot emails. And I'm, my wife, because of the fact that she has access to my information, she was able to see it. Mm. And she was able to know. And it wasn't like she had to catch me. Right. And it wasn't like I had to hide it. And I think that that becomes the issue. It's a matter of trust. And it also is a matter of preserving your integrity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, integrity is like nothing missing. It's it's a being a complete whole number. And so if all of a sudden you have within the relationship a part of me that's secretive, that's a part of who I am being removed away from my wife and it's being committed to protecting something that I shouldn't even be invested in. And so I'm losing integrity slowly but surely and trust could be being lost within a relationship and that's a hard thing to earn back. Mm-hmm. And so if I hide it from my wife and she has to discover it, then I've broken the trust and that's not something that's easily repaired. It can be, but it's not easily repaired, especially if I go on defending. Well, you know, in, in the article it talks about 58% of spouses knew their other spouse's passwords, even if the other spouse didn't know they knew the, the mm-hmm. password. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know that the other spouse wants access to that. Right. Most most people want the password or they're going to get it some way yeah. right. to, to uh, make sure that things are, are going well. Yeah. But we're going to talk about this in the, next, um, in the next segment after the break. Stay tuned to the Exo Podcast. You don't want to miss Sean talking about how to make sure your passwords are encrypted, super secure. (laughs) There's no way your spouse can get into it. No, we're not going to talk about that. Stay tuned. When you're with a person who values technology more than you, it hurts. And the phone rings and they answer it rather than keeping a conversation going with you, it hurts. And technology can destroy a relationship. When Karen and I met, There were no cell phones. When you're alone with a person, you're alone with a person. And you could not be reached everywhere at all times. And somehow, right now, we feel like if we turn our phone off, somehow something bad's going to happen. Let me say, if it's that important, they will find you. They will find you. Turn the stinking thing off. 
Create a technology-free zone in your family every day where you relate without TV, without computers, with all that. Sit down, play games, sit down face-to-face and talk, sit down at the dinner table because technology can destroy your family. And I'm saying, technology's fine. It's a great servant. It's It's a horrible master. Here at the XO Podcast, we like to do something we call worst. This is something where we have the worst of an action, uh, something that's going on that's the worst. The worst! Today we're going to be talking about... Today we are talking about the worst antiquated marriage laws. These are real laws. I I can't vouch for whether or not they are still in place, but at one time these laws were in place related to marriage in these states. Are you ready? First off. First cousins are allowed to marry in Utah only if they're over 65 years old. This is a real law. That's the worst. That's uh, that's for the kids, right? You don't want to <laughs> have three-armed kids. and Right. Right. Or maybe they're just being generous, and if you've been patient for 65 years and they're willing <laughs> to wait that long, that maybe you really are in love and want to marry Is that cousin. Jerry Lee Lewis that married his cousin? <laughs> yes. Great balls of fire. He did? Yes. Okay. Isn't that right? Maybe so. In Vermont, a wife must obtain written permission from her husband before wearing false teeth. Mm. So my question is, is the alternative like no teeth or bad teeth? So the, the thing is, these laws were put on the books for a reason. Right. So somebody that was a lawmaker had a problem with the fact that his wife got dentures. I think some guy got deceived. He thought, <laughs> thought, he thought, until the honeymoon, she walked in, she was like, baby, I love you. <laughs> it's like you need to see her without makeup before you marry her. Yeah. That's the uh. worst. Save the romantic walk in the park for Saturday. It's illegal to kiss your wife on a Sunday in Hartford, Connecticut. Interesting. What? Fail. I guess it has something to do with God. I think if you're, like, against PDA, that would be a good law. Like, you'd live there a lot. You'd go visit there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But if you're really, like, a rebel... You wanted to make the town mad. Uh-huh. Yeah. That tells me something really frisky was happening in Hartford, Connecticut on a Sunday that this law had to be made. Maybe I'm, on the church. Step. I'm sure there's a certain part of town on Sunday, which was like the red light district, where you can just go mug down. With but your it's spouse. married. Yeah, like red light district of marriage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, these are really interesting laws. I like the one from Cape Cod, where you have to show your marksmanship. Prove your manliness in order to be, to be married. You have to kill at least six blackbirds or three crows mm. in order to, to receive your future wife's hand in marriage. Crows must be harder to catch than <laughs> blackbirds if you only have to catch three of those. Wouldn't you not want to be a crow or a blackbird in that town? Or, Maybe it's not very manly men in or that town. Or you need a guy that only killed two of them. Uh-huh. You need to kill three. <laughs> not deflating. <laughs> no, that would be really bad. You wouldn't hear it for the rest of your life. <laughs> the world. Imagine a relaxing, adventurous cruise among glaciers, mountains, and charming fishing villages, combined with life-changing marriage teaching from Jimmy Evans. Set sail June 29th to July 6th, 2018, on the Exo Marriage Cruise to Alaska. Unforgettable views, luxurious accommodations, and eight days of romance in one of the most scenic parts of North America. Book your stateroom now at exomarriage.com cruise. Talking about passwords and privacy in marriage. This is an important discussion topic because a lot of people, I think, cell phones are pretty pervasive in our society. Everyone has one, uh, and a lot of times those are 
you can do everything with a smartphone these days. Mm-hmm. It's a flashlight. It's your calculator. It's mm-hmm. less often it's a mail. phone yeah. than it is anything else. It's amazing. Like you, it's a part of my brain. It is, and you don't you, you don't leave it anywhere. Mm-mm. You take it with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. That's why I never touch anybody else's phone. So <laughs> I understand. We have, a, but we have a problem in our society, especially in marriage, where people have so much that they do on their phone that they keep private. That's a lot of times spouses don't feel like they're invited into that world. So whether it's social media apps or whether it's just interaction with people through text or, or email. Uh, so, so Sean, start, start us off talking about how you and Lynette address this issue. I know in your church at Crossroads Church, I'm sure you'll come across this a lot in relationship counseling. Talk about passwords, privacy, and marriage and go a little bit deeper into it. Yeah, one of the things we noticed was a, a common theme amongst our couples was that it was popping up more often than not that all of a sudden um, maybe someone was cheating or there was some suspicion that there was some kind of cheating or something like that, and it would all boil down to whether it was Facebook or you know whatever it was, you know, Snapchat or whatever. They would have a separate account than their main account. And in that... Um, it would lead to suspicion. And all of a sudden, someone in the relationship felt insecure. And it was both men and women. And so what we started trying to encourage the couples to do is, hey, share it. Just share your password. Make sure that your spouse is aware of whatever accounts that you have. And all of a sudden, it was like we were asking them to commit, you know, the greatest act of sacrifice ever. See, my wife and I, we didn't see why it was such a big deal uh, to share, like, your your social media account or your email address, whatever. I mean, because we share our money, we spend our money together, we have sex together, surely we can share social media. But um, what I've come to discover is that most people feel like that's kind of like a private space of their identity. Mm -hmm. Like they don't see social media as just uh, something that they just kind of use. It's attached to them. Mm -hmm. So their profile, what messages get passed along, uh, what information is shared, like it's sacred and it's private. And so they don't want their spouse having that, that sharing that segment of their world. And so my encouragement to all my couples out there, listen, any area that's off limits to your spouse is an area where I believe that the enemy can come in and he can bring about uh, distrust. He can come in and cause suspicion to arise within a relationship. And the challenge with that is now they're kind of second guessing how much they mean to you, how secure they are in the relationship with you. And it leads to doubt. So you may not be cheating, but it does kind of give this question in the back of the mind of what are you hiding from? Even if it's innocent, I'm I'm sitting here wondering if you can't show me, then you have something to hide. Absolutely. Yeah. And so why is it so difficult to make this simple sacrifice? You live together. That's a sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? You spend money together. That's a sacrifice. You committed your bodies together. And, And so if you have nothing to hide, then go ahead and share, you know, the information. And so... Um, if it means saving your relationship, share the information. Um, in, in there are different, um, let's say there are different places that couples may find themselves in. Someone may be recovering from adultery within a relationship. Mm-hmm. In that particular relationship, I'm saying you absolutely have to share, right. you know, your your information because that spouse is. It's going to take some time. They could have forgiven you, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that they completely trust you. Right. And that's going to take time to rebuild trust. And so um, these accounts are like huge. Um, and so we encourage everybody to just go ahead and make this sacrifice. Give them access and just prove that you have nothing to hide. 
right? And it shouldn't be that much of a crime or that big of an issue if it saves your relationship. Well, if you're giving access, what do you think about somebody who's intentionally, frequently going in, looking for something, digging, Mm -hmm. you know, really maybe abusing the access that's given? Is it possible to abuse the access that's given? If if all of a sudden they start posting, you know, in place of you (laughs) posting, then absolutely, that's a little weird. Like, I don't want you speaking for me. However, um, again, if I have nothing to hide, then why not? Mm -hmm. It it should be, it it should accomplish meeting the need of giving them security. And yet at the same time, if that spouse is kind of obsessively all of a sudden, you know, they they have their CSI glasses on Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, checking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and, and and, and that's the conversation that we need to have to where it's like, look, I'm giving you access to everything about me, and yet you still don't distrust me. We have a different issue. Right. Right. But if it's a matter of the fact that I'm hiding this and I'm compartmentalizing this aspect of my life, mm-hmm. and at that point, I may be putting my relationship in jeopardy, and it's just not worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. Social media shouldn't have that much um, of a dominant impact on our relationship as much as it does. And so we have a lot of couples that have a persona that they're, you know, portraying within, you know, the social media world, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, mm-hmm. and it may not be true of what's going on in that relationship, and that may also be causing the strain within the relationships as well. Right. You know? Well, now they have uh, fingerprint technology, so <laughs> you can just, you can kind of keep your fingerprint as your ID, which makes it very individualized. So on my phone, I have my wife add her fingerprint to it as well. Yeah, yeah that's good, cool. good idea. And I'll find every once in a while, she'll just have my phone, and she'll just be going through my text messages, catching up, she calls it catching up on my life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I have conversations with people she never knows about because mm-hmm. I just throughout business or throughout friendships I'm not telling her about every single conversation I have but I give her access to go check them out anytime she wants to right and she loves that she loves to have the opportunity to go in there and dive into my world that is your world mm-hmm. the phone is your world mm-hmm. uh, it's it's how you interact with your friends and uh, business and everything like that like that your spouse should have access to that world and it offers a level of accountability if you know that you've got access to your spouse it keeps you from maybe sending a text message you shouldn't send or a message you shouldn't send I think that's a great point so like if I'm searching for things mm-hmm. you know on Instagram that I have no business searching for right and my spouse finds it mm-hmm. if they have to find it right I believe that 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 becomes the backbreaker for relationships mm-hmm. is that they're all of a sudden discovering that a person may have a porn addiction or they're discovering that you may be speaking with someone mm-hmm. uh, that you used to be in a relationship with and all of a sudden that's a huge breach of trust. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that maybe sometimes we miss is that um, adultery doesn't necessarily begin the moment that a person has sex outside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Adultery happens the moment that in my heart I begin to pursue another person in place of my spouse. Right. When I've determined that my spouse is not enough and all of a sudden I'm searching for things or searching in places that, um, uh, you know, for fulfillment, mm-hmm. I'm looking for something else to satisfy you know, me within my outside of my relationship, that becomes the most dangerous thing. And so, if my spouse all of a sudden discovers that, uh, I think that's where it begins to you know lead to kind of this path of separation. Okay. So, even more so than the actual action, sometimes just finding out that it was being hidden hurts more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I love the idea of just having that kind of accountability to make sure that your spouse can look in and weigh in on what's going on in your life. I think it's I read, powerful. I read an article recently that said that cheating's not having. Uh, sex outside of marriage cheating is lying about it mm-hmm. like the definition of cheating is lying about it wow. so in that regard when you lie to your spouse about a text message you sent to somebody maybe it just be an emotional thing 
you're, that's when you're cheating. That's the, that's the kind of the, the, the territory you're entering into. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, you kind of need to keep things on the, in the light, on yeah. the up and up, mm-hmm. in order to have peace and unity. I see so many couples fight about the phone, whether it's distraction because they're always on it, mm-hmm. or it's because there's things on there that they don't have access to. And it's one of those things where if you want to just diffuse all of that, just let your spouse into it. Mm-hmm. Like Show them your world. Mm-hmm. Show them that, that element of your life. Give them access to it. It solves so many problems in, in a relationship. So building trust, is, is it's all about building trust in marriage. That's a key part of it. So, Sean, you guys are, are doing this and not just roommates. You're talking about this with couples. So to, a couple of takeaways. Give our, our listeners some takeaways that they can do right now to kind of provide some uh, unity, some peace in their marriage related to technology. Yeah, the first thing for me is give access to everything. Um, and I'm talking about everything from bank account information, uh, logins, passwords, email, give accessibility. What do you have to lose if you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing for me is, is kind of piggybacking off of what you just said. How much time are you actually spending on social media? Mm-hmm. Is that your world or do you have a world outside of it? If you're spending hours and hours and hours on social media, um, that's an indication that you're looking for something um, to bring you fulfillment or maybe validation or we're looking for some form of like favorite share that's causing things to validate things that we really need to happen in, at home. And so there may be a need for greater validation and time within a relationship. And I think lastly, if you do suspect something or you're tired of them lurking, you need to have that conversation sooner than later. Mm, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I talked to a guy recently who said that if people spend, they can predict divorce. He's a big data guy. He talks about data all the time. They study, they study data on socioeconomic stuff. And if somebody's spending time on their phones at night on social media, mm. it's a predictor for divorce. Because mm. so that means they're not spending time with their spouse. Mm-hmm. So spending time on social media away from your spouse is a danger zone. I mean, my wife and I get on social media all the time. Everybody does. Everybody's on Instagram, right. scrolling through things. And I think a lot of times people prop themselves up a certain way on social media. Mm-hmm. They, give the, they give themselves a lot of... Um, you know, pretty poses, they're always in romantic places, they're always doing the right things on social media. Mm-hmm. But off, offline, a lot of times there's, there's uh, enmity between the spouses, there's jealousy. Because mm-hmm. the social media is like everything. It, yeah. it oh, becomes yeah. their life. Mm-hmm. I was reading something that was saying that it's really insecure insecurity that po- that causes you to post about your relationship excessively. So sometimes couples that we see that look like they have the happiest marriages, you know, I don't, you don't love me unless it's on Facebook a lot of the time those are really hurting people we just mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. yeah it makes you jealous when you see them like proposing in Paris or going on all these cr- crazy trips <laughs> and you're sitting at home like with kids yeah. pizza on your face yeah. <laughs> you live in those worlds <laughs> thanks for joining us for the EXO podcast we've had a great time today hope you have too listen what Sean said was important we have some things that you could take away right now and apply to your marriage make sure that your spouse have, has access to your phones like Give them the passwords. Tell them. Say, listen, here's my password. You have access to it. Again, more points in your account. I promise you. The second thing is limit your time on social media. Do not take time away from your spouse. That, that time on social media is definitely taking away from the time of your spouse. And the third thing is communicate. If you're feeling like the, the, the vibe in your marriage has uh, less intimacy because of technology, talk to your spouse about it. Be honest. We hope you tune in next time for the EXO Podcast. Listen, you can go to exomarriage.com forward slash podcast to check out all of our episodes. We're putting our show notes in there. We're putting links to all the articles. We're going to have a lot of stuff there for you to take away. Share this with your friends. Subscribe to the feed. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.